Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards Podcast for the week of March 24, 2014. This is episode, a lot of twos, twos and fours. Episode 224 on March 24, 2014. Sorry. This is Chris Bevelo. I'm president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on a podcast with me today in studio. Jackie Olson, account manager with Interval. And uh, Adam Meyer, principal at Interval. Hey guys, it's been a while. It has yeah. been a couple yeah. weeks. A couple weeks off. Two week hiatus. Mm-hmm. Big spring big, break. Spring break hiatus. Vacations and travel and travel to do and mm-hmm. people to see. Yep. It's all right. Yeah. We're back. Take a break. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're, back we're in ready action. to roll. Back. back in the game. That's Hope a good. That's a good song. Fun. Have you heard that new? That is a new band. Kind of a good old school, straight up rock and roll band called Airborne, and they no. do that song called "Back in the Game." Airborne no, is back airborne in the pathogen. game, breaking hearts again. Kind of like ACD is ACDC ish in <laughs> that style. Where do they play like that ACDC-ish. on ninety three X? That sounded more like Night Ranger ish. Well, that's because I'm singing it. The guy sounds like like Brian Johnson from ACDC, oh. and the guitar is very like raw. Speaking AC-DC. of ACDC, sounded like Justin Bieber. Oh we my should, god, <laughs> we should we should post this for people. Baby, it is, baby, baby. Uh. Sorry, sorry. It's an amazing video, and I didn't know these guys did this, but these two guys play the cello. And they they look like models. They have like long hair. They're in their twenties. They're gorgeous guys. So I don't know where somebody posted this. I think I actually posted it on Facebook. But they they do this music video where they come out with their cellos and they're dressed like Victorian. So it's a, to a Victorian audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all polite and it's playing this polite music and they sit down and do their cello and they do Thunderstruck from ACDC <laughs> and they completely rock it out. Wow. I am not kidding you. How amazing it is. It's just stunning. So you've got to watch that. And then they have a series of these things. Most of them are live. This one is kind of like a like a music video, but most of them are live where they cover like um smells like teen spirit and all these like rock anthems huh. on their cellos and oh, they cool. are amazing. I we'll think have I did to, see that going around Facebook. Well, let's put it in the we'll put it we'll get it up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You you kind of get like goosebumps as it starts as Thunderstruck starts going up and the one guy's doing two things at once. He's playing some kind of background the little word while he's doing something that that mimics the guy's voice in the song it's really good and at the end the guy gets on the ground and does a um angus young angus young with his cello (laughs) spinning around on his back it's incredible wow when you started talking about it it reminded me of a of a another video uh doing a a tribute to acdc that i saw on facebook recently but it was like an irish guy with his bagpipes or maybe scottish some who does who does who uses bagpipes scottish Scottish. so he's he's out in the middle of this crowd crowded square with his kilt on and and he's playing thunderstruck on the bagpipes and whenever he gets to the thunder it's like two like flames come shooting out of his (laughs) bag it's pretty good come shooting out of his bag is that you said (laughs) yes looked like i'd love to see that he could use some ointment (laughs) All right, so a couple announcements before we dive in here. Uh, we are going to be in full force at the Forum at the end of April, beginning of May. I think the actual conference mm-hmm. is the 30th of April through the 2nd of May. That's correct. Uh, I will be doing a workshop called Embracing the New Healthcare Marketing Paradigm, which is all about moving away from your tiled, tired old gas bag mass advertising <laughs> efforts and embracing digital marketing. Your flaming gas marketing. bag? Yes. <laughs> So I'll be speaking there. And, of course, we're doing, as per usual, branding at the bars with our co-sponsors, Eruptor. I almost said tea bags. Tea leaves. 
<laughs> wow, we've got the bags on the mind too. The bag yeah, episode. And that which night is that? That's going to be the night of the first, right? Yes, Wednesday the thirtieth. <laughs> That's going to be the you night said. of the first, right? Yes. I think you meant like April thirtieth. I think you meant like the first night of the conference. So I was like, kind of. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the night of the first one. Yeah. All right. So we'll have more details in future podcasts. Um, we'll also have more details on our new website, which is yes. by the time you listen to this launched. Should be up. So we're not big on um, having our clients promote their new websites. It's kind of like your new logo. You should, well, a new logo might be different if it's tied to a brand change, but yeah. nobody gives a crap about your new website. Of course, but we're proud of ours. We want you, <laughs> our faithful listeners, to check it out. Uh, we're probably most proud of it because finally, after all these years of beating our clients over the head about mobile, we're actually <laughs> we're finally optimized. mobile. Yes, yes, that is exciting. Yeah. It and, is exciting. And we've made some minor changes to the podcast. Which, you, if you if you listen like on iTunes or if you subscribe through RSS or something, you probably won't notice this. But if you do listen on our website, then mm-hmm. um, we're using a different player. Uh, is from SoundCloud. So if you happen to be a SoundCloud user, you can listen to us there too and subscribe there. Um, and there's kind of an interesting way to do comments on the new player where you can actually leave comments um, on the episode, like at certain time points on the episode, you can comment on something that you may have heard. So oh, it's kind of cool, kind of fun. Check it out. Um, otherwise, it's just a typical player. You can it's visually cool. Hit play too. and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has the kind of the cool little sound wave graphic on there throughout and Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much more cool. exciting than the last one. Oh, way more. Yeah. <laughs> well, the old one was also flash based, so it's nice to have that gone. E, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let us know if you have any feedback. We always love to hear it. But uh, so that's exciting for us. Yay mm-hmm. for us. We'll call it a soft launch. Yep. Because there's some things we still need to add. But <laughs> yay for us. <laughs> okay, so let's get into some meaty stuff here. Um, here's an article that we wanted to discuss. Uh, it looks like it's from PBS. Which is interesting Peebs. to me. Um, Peebs. The Rundown. Uh, that's the name of the blog, I guess, or the show. But this was actually forwarded to us by Chris Boyer at North Shore LIJ. And I find it very interesting because I think it segues nicely from a conversation I think we had in our last podcast that we did, mm-hmm. if not the one before that, about brands and in in my very passionate vomiting all passionate. over New York article new yorker article that said brands are brand loyalty is dead is literally it said that in there Mm -hmm. um so this is called study finds fear drives people into the embrace of brand name products and it's just some interesting research that was published in the journal of consumer research which by the way is something that i've always wanted to subscribe to because it has cool stuff like this in it that would provide infinite fodder for us yeah so maybe we can make a note of that and actually buy it well, it'll stack up with all the other magazines like Harvard Business Review that look awesome, but I read about once a year. Um, so researchers, this is from the article, researchers conducted separate studies in which participants watched different genres genres of movies, including horror. For each of the movies, the participant was given an unfamiliar brand of juice. At the end, the study showed that those who had watched the horror movie were revealed to have grown an emotional connection to the juice. What? as demonstrated by some PDA with the juice, uh, some <laughs> note writing. That. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> I was like, really? So and here's a quote from the study. In one study, participants <laughs> were asked to watch a movie and drink a new brand of sparkling juice. Movie choices were horror, action, or documentary. Participants were asked to drink the juice during the movie, asked to wait, or given a choice to drink at leisure. The study <clears> results <throat> showed the most increase in emotional attachment 
to the juice in participants who viewed the horror movie and who are allowed to drink at leisure or asked to wait until the end of the movie. And then a quote that says, when consumers are scared, they will reach out to an available brand for comfort, study authors Leah Dunn and Joe Andrea Hoag, right? In this act of reaching out to share the experience, brands help relieve a consumer's sense of fear. In turn, the shared experience leads to stronger emotional attachment. Hmm. So hmm. it's an interesting thing. Weird. But I, I'm, I'm going to pivot from what it's talking about. Because first of all, obviously, I don't think you should read into this that now you should go out and scare the shit out of your <laughs> consumers so that they grow an emotional <laughs> attachment you. to you. Um, what I picked up on this was uh, the reason why they were more likely to grow an emotional attachment to these brands, which they had become familiar with, mm-hmm. was because they were scared and they wanted comfort. Sure. And I think that's why, again, I revomit on the idea <laughs> that brand loyalty is dead. And I think in part of my passionate vomiting of that in that <laughs> podcast, uh, I was saying how brand loyalty will never die because it's part of what brand loyalty <clears throat> gives you is ease of use, right? It's a lot of work. It's more work than any human wants to go through to sit down and make objective choices every single t- decision they're presented with. So they're loyal to things uh, because it's easier. Mm-hmm. The other power of loyalty is it's safer. There's less risk in it. It's a risk if you're going to go out and, and literally start from scratch with every brand choice you make because you, you're, you're going to take a risk with your money, with your time, with your effort, in all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar with something, you know what you're getting. Um, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That's not, you know, I don't know if that's biblical, but that's, that's what we're talking about here. Right. If you're loyal to a brand, you're comfortable with that brand, even, even if there's benefit in another brand most people are, are reluctant or take time to shift mm-hmm. because they're fearful. And that is also makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's wired into us as humans. So that's why I don't think brand loyalty is ever going away. I wonder that's if part of it. I yeah, wonder if that's why totally my agree. wife, my love for my wife is so strong. Because we took, we went to a, uh, one of our early dates. I, I don't know why, but I thought it would be a good idea to go see a horror, a, cl- a remake of a classic horror <laughs> flick that happened to be out at the time. And that was when they re released and remade the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we went into the theater and saw that. And I was, I think I squeezed her hand throughout the whole damn movie more than she was. Wow. I was a wuss. She was clearly attracted to I don't, John. I don't. Like, <laughs> man, man I, I'm not a horror flick. I don't like horror I don't movies. Either. I don't like scary movies. I don't like gore. I just don't really find that appealing to watch. Mm-hmm. It grosses me out, and I don't like to be scared like that. So I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Probably because it was supposed to be a classic, and it was interesting that it was being remade. So it's a disgusting and scary movie, and uh, maybe that's why I love my wife so much. <laughs> Just attribute it all to that. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering, though, what defines emotional attachment? Well, they don't really say. No, I'd be curious to read more into the actual Into the research. actual study. They don't say how they measured mm. right. emotional attachment. Um, and that's a strong word, which is why I right. stopped at it. But, I mean, you even thought about this earlier, Adam. When you said that, you know, maybe that's why you fell in, your, fell in love with Glenna, I think that's part of why you – it drives this, this fear – of the unknown drives a lot. It's why you find one spouse and stick with them or one mm-hmm. mate, mm-hmm. theoretically. Because are you going to start over every damn time? Right. You're going to like go, hey, today I'm going to find somebody else to love. I mean, we all understand the, the risk in that, right? That maybe is an extreme, 
but it's the same deal with orange juice. Today I'm going to go, I'm just going to pick a new orange juice. Yeah. Why the hell not? Because it could taste like crap, because it could be a waste of money, because whatever. It might have more pulp than why, I want. Why would most people do that? <laughs> I mean, I think there's almost a sociopathic element to somebody who literally starts from scratch with every brand decision. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Maybe sociopathic's a strong word. <laughs> like emotional attachment. <laughs> but but who would do that? No, I totally agree. I just think no, that I that I mean, there's certainly again, it's not to say that the internet and social media hasn't broken down walls for brands. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean brands aren't the power of brand isn't going away. It just means you can't throw up a fake wall as a brand and keep people coming. They'll see through your crap. Mm-hmm. So you better be genuine and differentiating, mm-hmm. which is what brands should have always been in the first place anyway. So anyway, oh, that's a good point. Sorry. I continue to vomit here almost like three <laughs> weeks later, but Oh, that was a important. good point. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. Should we do the, oh, let's do the Minnesota Lynx. What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? What's up, what with, up that? with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What? Uh. Oh, by the way, my new is favorite Saturday Night, I think we talked about this before. My new favorite Saturday Night Live skit is Jebediah Atkinson. I do not know I that one. You guys watch that? Saturday sounds Night familiar. Live? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, he's, the, he's like an 18th century movie, a critic, and he talks like that, and he'll, and he'll, come in and he's just a snarky snotty guy who and he plays rips, him um the one guy who carries that show you just don't know us that much i can't pronounce his name Tyrion Killam. okay you know who he is okay he's, he's one of the most common guys on there um and he's just hilarious <laughs> and he just rips through stuff and you know and he 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 he, he, he like rips on people um so he he did the oscars in the last one and he's like, um, "What's the guy? Something, something, something. You know, I'd rather have Woody Allen watch my kids than go see that movie." And the crowd all went, "Ooh!" And he's like, "Oh, because you would let him watch your kids <laughs> next." <laughs> and he's got like a Victorian accent and Jebediah, Jebediah Atkinson, and so he's, anyway, and he's just on the, the Weekend Update skit. He's right? on the Weekend yeah. Update skit, and he he did one week and he killed it. So they. He brought him back the next week. And one of his first comments to Seth Meyer, who was still there, was like, run things into the ground much? Because <laughs> they just, you know, if they have a funny skit, they just do it till it's not funny anymore. Right. Anyway. Okay. So I don't know what got me onto this, onto that. But locally, we have some news that was brought to us by our former employee, Katie Streeter, mm-hmm. who's still part of the extended interval family. Uh, she knew we'd appreciate it. Yes. This was, and now I can't find the actual story, the Mayo Clinic has been announced as a sponsor, a significant sponsor of the Minnesota Lynx. For those of you that don't know, the Minnesota Lynx is our uh, national champion for two out of the last three years, juggernaut of a WNBA team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so what's, what's unique about this is, of course, there's always sponsorships with professional sports. The Mayo Clinic will have its logo on the Minnesota Lynx jerseys. Now, that is fairly <clears throat> groundbreaking in this country. Like, I, I think, I could be wrong, but international soccer, you see that all, all over their uniforms. You see something on the uniforms. Yeah, I've noticed NASCAR, that. obviously, NASCAR, the, the yeah. people look like mm-hmm. walking billboards. In the cars. But walking the M&Ms. Professional <laughs> sports, NBA, um, NFL, other than there's usually Baseball. like a... <clears throat> 
you know, there, there's one helmet. And so you'll see like Russell on the helmet if that's what it is. Um, or Adidas might be the uniform. You might see that right. in the corner, but you don't see patches of sponsors. So that's, I think, for unique. Maybe it's not in the WNBA, but what makes this um, a story is that the, the, and we'll post a picture of this, the uniform literally says on the front of it, Mayo Clinic in giant letters and then the number there's and in fact it says something below it too something boost, boost yeah. mobile. which, which oh, is another sponsor another, yeah mm-hmm. so it looks like it's the minnesota mayo clinics and number 23 maya moore is taking the court there's nothing there's like a little yeah a little guy little timberwolf but you can't even see it on the picture because links. it's under links. thank you a link <laughs> um it's under her hair a timber links it looks like it's the Mayo Clinic team. It does. It does. It's and crazy. so when I first saw it, I groaned. I'm like, come on. That's, that's obnoxious. That's my first take. What do you guys think of this? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it looks, yeah, it looks like it's the team name. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's obnoxious. I, my guess, and this is, my guess is that they need it. I'm guessing that the WNBA needs yeah. some See, serious sponsorships to continue to operate. That's I, my I, guess. I wondered that too, but they're basically funded by the NBA, which is just rolling in dough. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, they're just millions of dollars. Just like they just you know blow their nose with millions of dollars. So to me, they don't need the money now. If they're trying to make the WNBA survive on its own, then yeah, I'm that sure it sense. does. Right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But I find, yeah, they call it, team officials call it the most extensive marquee jersey partnership in WNBA history. Um, there's one comment on the story, at least where we saw it, which was bring me in the news, um, that says, ridiculous, just give them the money, Mayo. They are the Minnesota mm-hmm. Lynx, not the Mayo Clinic Lynx, which is kind of what I feel like. It's, yeah. it's too much. It's, I wonder what the back says. It's obnoxious. It's, it's obnoxious. I mean, the player's name has got to be on the back. So are all jerseys? I mean, are all oh, yeah. are all WNBA jerseys going to be heavily branded then, like this? I assume. I mean, this. I'm guessing that this I opens not. the floodgates for everyone to do this. Every team. I just think it looks terrible. Not to mention, they're not the only sponsor on that jersey. Right. Yeah. I mean, so now the Mail Clinic's kind of lumped in with like Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know who it's worse for. I mean, I think it's. I think it's bad for the WNBA because it even if they don't need the money, it looks like you just completely sold yourself out. Yeah, right? it totally. Sponsorship does. should not overtake the actual team. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But then also for the Mayo Clinic, I think there's blowback because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily all positive for the Mayo Clinic to be on here. And then yeah, now they're tied to Boost Mobile, so they've kind of lowered their brand to be just almost another NASCAR brand. Adidas is on there too, by the way, but that's typical. Right, right. that's the Adidas usually, jersey. Right, right, right. So most people don't blink at that, and it's small. It's teeny. The Adidas thing is teeny, and it's our. Yeah. I mean, and that's really there's there's such a strong brand connection between like Adidas and Nike and what's happening here. I mean, that, that's like it's there's nothing odd about that connection. I mean, there's there's no brand connection between Boost Mobile and 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 basketball. There's no brand connection between the Mayo Clinic and basketball. Adidas is is mm-hmm. basketball. You know, in a way, is basketball. Nike is basketball. Um, so those those connections make sense. They don't feel out of place. They don't feel repelling or, or gross. Here's what's yeah. here's really what's interesting. So um, across from the Target Center where the Lynx yeah. play, mm. Mayo Clinic is we haven't talked about this is opening a huge facility there, right, right in, in downtown Minneapolis, in Block E, or where? in Block E. Mm-hmm. So oh, Block E is that. this giant 
debacle of oh, a yeah. development right in the heart of Minneapolis that <laughs> before it was even built, the people around like us who worked down here just said, what the hell are you doing? It literally was hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know how much money, millions of dollars to, to develop this thing and put in it an Applebee's, a movie theater, <laughs> a, board, a hard rock a Borders, cafe, a Borders, a Hooters, a Hooters, Hooters and a yeah. drugstore. And it was intended to be like a regional draw. Like they, they wanted to be like Michigan Avenue. In Chicago. They did? Oh, yeah, yeah. That they wanted people to come happen. from around the Midwest for Block E. And oh, it's like, you're please. not even going to get people from the, around in the suburbs. <laughs> are they going to drive in to see a movie right. or go to the to the pharmacy? What are you kidding? Yeah. So it's failed miserably. Yeah, it Ten years later. Nothing's in there anymore. There's very little the in there. The piano so. bar is still there, I think. And that's it. Yeah. Not even Jimmy John's isn't even open down there. Yeah. You can't keep a Jimmy John's in business. <laughs> so the Mayo Clinic's going in there. And they're opening retail slash, I think, primary care. So so there's a connection a little bit between the team. Um, it also says the Mayo Clinic will become the official sports medicine services provider mm-hmm. for both the Timberwolves and the Lynx. Um, so there's obviously that connection, but here's what's interesting. Mayo will have to wait until 2015 to become the official medical provider for the Lynx, however, because Tria Orthopedic Center has that right until then. So for the rest of this year, the number yeah. one sponsor for the Lynx, Trio Orthopedic Center, gets to watch its competitor run around in Mayo splashed all over the jersey. What yeah. the How yeah. does that work? I don't know. That's terrible. If I were Tree, I'd be like, uh, can I have my money back, yeah. please? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Why allow that? That's crazy. Bad, yeah. I mean, that's just bad business to me for the, for the Lynx to do that to Tria. I assume Tria got some kind of payment for that because if you are the yeah. the official medical provider, there's no way a competing medical provider could put their name in six inch high type <laughs> on the uniforms. The most prominent place you can have a sponsorship. Right. That's crazy. That it's is like their weird. team name. So so from from our standpoint, booze all around, but maybe I don't know. It'll probably work out in the end. Kudos, whatever. <laughs> all right, one more. One more thing. This was interesting, our reaction to this. So this is a video. Who yeah. found this video? I found it um, actually through a post from Ahava Liebtag. She was mm. kind of, she was talking about content marketing, and um, this video was part of it. And the video title is, it's the Breast Cancer Society of Canada's CAM ad. Maybe they're, maybe they're more relaxed up in Canada. Well, I think they are. They're a little more European. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, in other ways, they're like the dudes who go up fishing to Lake of the Isles, and I, I'm not. I'm not sure that I think if you're, in, I think if you're maybe in Quebec or Toronto, you might be progressive and European. But I'm not sure that that stands for the entire country. That's my guess no, as well. That's true. It's but for some like reason, I do think they're a little more progressive. But yeah. Um. Do I do I describe this one? You be our guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the ad is. It has a guy named Cam who, uh, who essentially I, I would say he's maybe like early twenties or something, maybe no not way. even twenty. High school. Oh, high school. No, he I looks think older. He's like seventeen he looks, or eighteen. He looks college age to me. All okay, right. well, we'll go college okay. age. And he basically offers that for to give women exams Breast because exams. he understands like how hard and tricky it might be to do it on your own. And then he's got his buddies on the couch who are sitting by the phone, are sitting for, by the phone, waiting for calls. And then one eight hundred call Cam pops up and. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's intended to be humorous, yeah. humorous, and also kind of 
in a nasty way. Right. And there's like suggestive music playing in the background. And yeah. Like and he's like music. trying to be yeah. all suave. Yeah. And it's supposed hey, to be I'm funny. Cam, I can help you with that. <laughs> I, I, and I thought it was funny. I, I thought I got a kick out of it. And you did not. And I, I don't think know why. Funny. I'm not easily offended. And, and I don't know why I would be offended by that. It might Nor just you be have because breasts. I'm hungry. <laughs> and when I get hungry, I tend to get cranky. But I, I was just like put off by it. I'm like, because he's clearly it's a joke. I mean, it's not like. Right. But he's just, he's so smarmy and he's so like, you know, hey, I can help you. I can help you with that. I can, I, I don't think he says I can put my hands on your breast, but it it comes close enough to saying that. Yeah. You're, and I'm just you're like, right. this is creepy. It's, this is, I, you know, I'm all for humor. And this mm-hmm. is a serious topic, and I think humor has worked for this kind of message before. Yeah, but the the image of creepy, suave frat boy placing his hands on breasts, <laughs> just you know, using using a cancer as his excuse to get a to cop a feel. I don't know why. I, I'm really talking it. myself into not liking it, but I'm just <laughs> right. telling you, my reaction was just like, I know. I want to really... punch him in the face. <laughs> It's, I mean, I Sorry. just thought it was. I thought it was a unique approach to it. I thought it was kind of funny. And does that make I you want to go get a breast exam now by Cam? Well, no, but it definitely caught my attention more than some other self breast sure. exam type ads or yeah. educational content. I would. think. I think definitely. I, I. I don't know why this is a, a real outlier anomaly for me because normally I'm all for edgy, funny ways to get attention for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. Did, it's, what did you think? I think it's fine. I think that it's a little too cliche. I, th- I think it's just been done. I think the whole, I could give you a self, you know, a breast exam. It's just, it's and been done ad, before. I, guess, I don't know. Not necessarily an done. ad, but in it's your like, mind. no, no. Cause you see pictures of like, <laughs> yeah. pictures of like dreams. these rednecks who have made cheesy, like Halloween costumes where they've got like a, a cardboard box on their head with the flat fold that folded down. And it says, Free breast exam or whatever. Free mammograms. Supposed to, supposed to lay it on the shelf oh, there in front like of the, their face. You know, it's like uh, I don't you, think I've ever just seen that. You, oh, I that mean, was like the biggest Halloween just, costume. Yeah, there. free mammogram kind of thing. It's yeah. like it's just I just feel like that's been done a million times. So that's why when I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I see what this is. Where it's going. <laughs> that's pretty funny. You, you like that? See, that's that funny. Good, that was a good costume. <laughs> that is funny. That would be a good costume. I, I don't know. It's I, I'm admitting that I you know I think my opinion is just. Well, and it, it might I be. Just, I can't explain it, but I really reacted badly. Maybe if to you it. have pizza, you like it. I don't know. I can't explain it. There's been and there have been a number of things in the news lately of of um, you know, just uh, well, maybe not a number because I'm struggling to think of good examples now. But I feel like there have been things in the news lately of like suicides from girls who have been pressured into something, and then it was you know plastered all over the all over social media. Oh, well, so it's just it, it it feels like this gets close to you know creepy creepy dudes copping a field gets kind of close to creepy dudes being a holes maybe and bullying girls, and it's, it's so for me. I think when I saw it, I kind of started thinking about that stuff. So I I wasn't repelled by it at first, but it made me think about things that were not funny. Really I interesting. I mean, I I would be interested to see what other people think about it yeah. too. I mean. I'm assuming since Ahava put it in her, you know, post related to content marketing that she thought it was a good example. Yeah, I, and, um, and again, I, it it fits the mold of what I normally like, which right, is edgy right. and humorous, <clears throat> and um, I, you know, all that stuff. I still think is good. I just I can't explain why this time. It, I think what well, it went through my mind fair. was this guy's using cancer as an excuse to cop a feel, and that even though I know it's a joke, and even though it's supposed to bring attention to this to this important issue, it. it 
it just turned me off in the moment and then I couldn't get past it. I don't know why. Well, and it, and it goes to show you mm-hmm. how when and you attempt to make there. something that you want to, when you, when, when your intent is to kind of make something that could be viral, um, that it's tricky. It's tricky because even people who you think are your target market could be for whatever reason put off by what you've made for some, you know, for one reason or another. So. Well, and that's fair because I can also see on the flip side, a lot of people, I mean, obviously you guys are kind of turned off by it, but I mean, I don't know. You think women would actually be more potentially turned off by it, especially maybe like older women. I don't know. You know, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. And it probably actually worked well. I mean, like if it would have been like, uh, um, who is, what did Christopher Walken play on Saturday Night Live? The Continental. Remember him? (laughs) So if it was like a total over the top sleazebaggy looking dude, then I might, the the humor, the farce of it, the satire would have been a hundred percent there, but he's not, he looks like a frat guy that would drug a a sorority girl (laughs) or would (laughs) convince some, you know, 13 year old girl that has a bad self image to take a picture of herself, send it and post on the internet. So that's what I see in that guy. Remember I got two daughters that are 12 and 11. So that guy is on my radar. So maybe that explains it. That could be. Cause I think, yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about stuff like this in the past, maybe not on the show, but just even in conversation. And I think that we've kind of come back to that as a reason why you might not have liked something or yeah, found something funny. Now I feel bad for like. No, I, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. No, you I should mean, definitely I, I, shouldn't. I, I, I will fully admit that, that it doesn't fit with my normal thing. So, and again, it could just be my mood when I watched it. Okay, that's fair. Ken has many moods. <laughs> you guys don't, I've used that before. What is mood. that? Stuart Little. <laughs> I have, have you ever seen Stuart Little? Stuart Little? No. Dude, you got to watch it with your kids. It's the best movie I ever. Cartoon? I think my son yeah. watched that movie a hundred times. Yeah, yeah it's Michael J. It. Fox. It's yeah. a mouse. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Oh, I love Michael J. I just don't remember the line. It's hilarious. This guy yeah. from House is the dad. Gina Davis is the mom. Um, uh, Nathan <clears throat> Lane is the cat. So that's where the famous talk to the butt. If you've ever heard that, that's where it comes from. <laughs> Because he's walking away, swishing his tail. Like, oh, Talk to the butt. <laughs> it's very cute. We'll have to watch it again. Oh, it's, it's an absolute. Is it digitally animated or like hand drawn animated? No, it's not that. animated at all. Oh, it's not. No, even the mouse, who obviously and the cat, they're real action. Okay, but they do something with their mouths. Oh, okay, so yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it would still hold up. It's it's one yeah. of those timeless. It's almost like a Wes Anderson type of movie. Sure. You know, what Wes Anderson is. I think so. So the quirky kind of like. Um, oh, what was his? I don't know. If you know Wes Anderson, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's great. Hmm. You know what else is pretty old? good? Oh no, it's more than that. Oh, okay. it's probably 15. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, oh. yeah. Good kid movies that are out. Um, I, we finally saw Frozen. Pick that one up. That's pretty good. Have you oh, seen that one? Yeah, I've heard okay. mixed reviews on that one. Yeah, I it's, it was, it's more old school Disney. I felt like it's very because it's very musical ish. Much more. Yes, than, oh. it's, it's like yeah. it's like uh, every Beauty and the Beast ish. Yeah. Not Shrekish. Oh, okay. Though the the like once the um, funny guy does come in, the what am I trying to say? Snowman. The comic relief. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's hilarious. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comic relief. <laughs> he, he, is. he is. He's totally comic relief, and he's hilarious. Yeah, the humor is kind of typical yeah. cliche Disney stuff up to that point, and even right after, but he comes in and it's like he's funny. Yeah, yeah. And he's cute. So yeah, I liked it. I don't. I would not watch it again. Whereas I'd watch a Shrek or a right. Well, it's like not like Finding Nemo to me, which I found entertaining all the way through. Well, that's such. A good yeah, movie. that's a good point. I agree with that totally. 
All right. So with that <laughs> recap of kids' movies, <laughs> I think we should sign off. All right. For the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Pevelo. Jackie Olson. And Adam Meyer. Talk to you next time.